Welcome to my shitty podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. And most importantly, thanks for telling a friend. I um, also want to thank my guest, Mike, for coming on uh, the podcast and talking a little bit about writing and how he gets in a creative space for that. Um, what motivates him, and some inspiring authors. Um, If you are uh, a writer yourself, uh, hopefully you find this information lucrative and uh, it helps you along the way. Um, And if not, I hope you just enjoy our banter. Uh, So without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. At annoying people? Uh, yeah. Really good to make or don't make them? I say make them. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't, don't do it. No, make... No, I don't care. I will make mouth noises. Okay. This is an expensive, like, drafting pen. <laughs> I, got, I stole it from an architect. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like a $10 pen, I think. I <laughs> uh, also fiddle with these buttons all the time. I won't this. be fiddling with those. Don't fiddle with my buttons. Uh, we can get started if you're ready. I'm ready. Are you? Oh, God. I jizzed all over the pop mic with Good. the foam. Good. That's how you know it's ready. Uh, why don't we start with introducing yourself and um, telling the listeners what you do. Uh, yeah, so my name is Michael Christian. Unless you want to be anonymous. No, I'm fine with this. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Like, I don't want to tell anyone. Um, yeah, one person. Oh, okay. Um, it was a nurse. She talked a lot about, like, death. And, like, oh, I see. She had to kill a person. She had to or she wanted to? She had to. Like, it was part of her job. They're like, okay, kill him. Apparently that happens a, lo- a lot. My, my mom works in uh, medical stuff, and she said that People like nurses will intentionally OD people who are it's like they're not gonna come back normal. Ah, fuck. That's awesome. Kind yeah. of. I mean, it's sort of Kevorkian ish, but but it's like very casual necessary. and everyone does it. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're starting dark. Yeah. So my name is Mike Christian. Uh, I am a writer, comedian, uh, person who works at a restaurant, uh, living in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I think that's who I am. That's good, that's man. That's what I did. Yeah. I forgot to turn off the AC, I'm just now realizing. Uh, I'm sure it's humming and annoying the listeners. Hold on a second. Do it. Uh, tell me what you're writing right now. Have you? T- tell me a little bit about your job. What's a day in the life of a writer look like? Okay. Well, uh, most days I wake up at about 6.30. Uh, usually I have to be at work at like 7.30. And then I do like an eight-hour, eight-and-a-half-hour shift. And then I uh, usually will, I'll go home. Sometimes I'll take a nap. Yeah. And then I usually have, this is going to make me sound really cool, <laughs> an improv practice that I'll go to. Uh, and that'll be probably from six to eight. Uh, sometimes I'll have two of those, depending on my teams. Then I will often play uh, some sort of show, either an improv or a sketch show. And, um, and then if I have time at the end of the day, I'll try to write for an hour or something yeah uh honestly uh, do you sit down for an hour to write do you like pull yeah. up a, a chair and you're like okay 
crack the knuckles backwards. Crack the knuckles backwards. <laughs> make sure everything, all the pens are in the right direction yeah. on my desk. <laughs> Turn on the green lamp. Turn on the green lamp. Turn on the little the lamp with the little green shade, the glass green shade. Turn that on. I, I hit one of those Tibetan gongs. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, well, that's interesting because I think that days when I have, I don't have work and I'll be like, okay, this is the day that I'm really going to work on this pilot or I'm really going to you know, try to rewrite something and then you'll have like six hours to do it. Yeah. Those are the days that you usually don't get a lot done because if you have, I think that like a gas, this is a bad metaphor, like a, a you know, a gas filling the shape of the container that it's in, mm -hmm. you will fill the space of the time that you have with what you have to do. So yeah. if you, if you have six hours and you're like, I'm going to write 10 pages You'll write 10 pages in six hours. But if you're like, I have 45 minutes, you probably could get about eight pages done. And that's that's the one thing I think is a, like a real little, little, uh, pro tip, little yeah. life hack. It's yeah. just like if you give yourself this big amount of time and you're like, everything's going to be perfect. I'm going to drink coffee, eat one pastry, and then just be have this very romantic, writerly morning it w it'll probably be a big waste of time. Yeah. But if you're like, okay, I just left something. I'm meeting someone in an hour. I yeah. got to get in the shower in 45 minutes. If you're just like, I'm just going to do as much as I can in 38 minutes that I have, you will get it done. And, and I think that's like a huge, uh, I think that's a, it was a huge thing for me to learn and to not be so precious about time in this process and just be like, just do it. Don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, how, <laughs> that's, uh, a beautiful metaphor. My, the dog feeder's going off right now. I forgot all about, I usually don't record at this time, but, uh, my dog's getting automatically fed. Uh, so you might be able to hear kebbles in the background. So I got a little deterred from that. Um, <clears throat> back to it though. <laughs> how familiar are people, uh, uh, <laughs> that's a lot that's of dog lot food. Of, it looks like a lot of dog food. It started like a little trickle. It's and <laughs> That's because of the slow build. It's, it's uh, hey, look, buddy. And I just want to point out, your Corgi Bruce is unmoved he's by this. He's deaf, so he can't hear anything. <laughs> so I have to, like, show him the food. <laughs> ready for this? I'm ready. All right, look, buddy. There it is. He's like, oh, he Holy doesn't care. Holy smokes, it's Christmas. He does not care. He's like, you know what? I'm kind of full. Had a big breakfast. Uh, yeah, I'll have a little bit. He's I'll have eating. a little nibby. <laughs> Listeners, he's eating. <laughs> Um, yeah, how romantic of a, of a thought. That's exactly what I think about when I think about uh, an author going to have like a productive like, all right, I'm going down to the local coffee shop. I'm going to bring my laptop, mm -hmm. get a little pen and paper for little yeah. side notes, a uh, black cup of coffee, pack of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Here I go. Like that's, that, is the, that is the vision. But what you're saying is a lot of times it's not that romantic. It's, it's, I, I gotta write the, I gotta get this thing, I get this idea. Um, it's very, yeah, people want to like kind of fetishize it with all that, the accoutrement that you're talking about. Right. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, you have to treat, I think, I don't know, I'll talk, I think any art, like you have to treat it like you're a craftsman sort of. And sure. I'm, everything I'm saying is things that I've stolen from other people whose books I've read. Oh, or that's every recipe I've ever cooked is something that I've <laughs> stolen from a cookbook. Like it's not my own True. recipe. I'm not, but I've maybe, I've maybe tweaked it a bit, you know, made it my I, own. I love the idea of a guy who is cooking dishes and is like, I just came up with this. <laughs> I call it chicken marsala. 
Isn't it great? Yeah. Have it have it with mushrooms now. Just a guy, yeah. yeah. A guy, every creation he's made is it's be- unique. To yeah, him. I named it after the wine, Marsala wine. Isn't this isn't this lovely? <laughs> I call this pizza. I made it. Uh, but um, but yeah, you you just have to be like. You know, like I, because I have friends who say like I'm so bad at writing. Yeah. And I'm, and I want to say to them like, that's like saying you're bad at push-ups. It's like, sure, everyone's bad at push-ups if you start it, yeah. and then it, but if you do it every day or you know almost every day, and consistently try, you're just gonna get better at push-ups. Sure. And it's not romantic, and it's not there's not some sort of you know magic that you're communing with. Yeah. You're literally just like, okay, I did this every day. Um, I'm really, I'm good at it now. I'm better at it, yeah. Um, have you ever heard the, uh, like, the thousand hour rule? Where, the 10,000 hours? The 10,000 hours? Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have heard of it, apparently. The book is called Blink. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no, Outliers, Outliers, I think. But, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's an arbitrary number, and it, uh... Sure, yeah, I, I think it's just a number to yeah. be like, well, do, by the time you hit, uh... 10,000 hours, you're, you're going to be, uh, was it a, a, a pro editor or master it, master. or something? Yeah. What's, well, you know, I think that it's probably not scientific, but it's also like, yeah, the idea is correct. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> just burped. Uh, you can blast those into the microphone. Just blast a burp. Okay. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I do. I, I think that is true. It's, it's really just what you do every day. I mean, yeah, I had a spout with like writing jokes. Uh, last year, I wrote down to sit down for two hours every morning. I had a lot of time also uh, at this point in my life. Um, sit down for two hours in the morning. It was like part of my coffee regimen. It was part of that romantic thing that we were talking about earlier. Like, get up, have a little cup of coffee, sit down, write down for a little bit, and then once I become hungry, then I'll, I'll make some eggs, but still like go back and sit down and write Mm -hmm. but it was a quiet time it became more of like a meditation time um because what i had what inspired me to to get to that point of like sit down and and dedicate two hours to writing jokes um was even if you don't write anything down you clocked in for those two hours you were ready with a pen and paper and there were days that i doodled on the side and like uh, what's funny? What's funny? Green green cars. What kind of funny? That's not funny. And they scribble it out, and you're like, you yeah. draw a green car, and you're like, all right, hatchback though. It's kind of funny. I drew a hatch. Yeah, scribble that out. Like, there's two 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 drawings and like a shit ton of scribbles, but I felt good for for dedicating two hours to writing jokes, even though no jokes were written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you feel that's this the, the same? A hundred percent. Just drawing I, a parallel here. Right? It's exactly it's exactly the same. Like it's like going to the gym. Like some days it's better to go to the gym and fuck around for ten minutes. Yeah. And the, then to not go at all. Right. And uh, I'm pretty sure. Here's another thing. I'll just say I I came up with. Uh, even though it was, <laughs> it was in Stephen King's on writing, great book. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said that too. He was just like, yeah, you just you do it every day. And a lot of days, there's nothing there. You got nothing. Yeah. But then on that sixth day or, you know, 16th day, that one day you have, you're dialed in, you're in the flow, and you're, like, better than yourself even in that moment. Yeah. But you can't get there if you're not showing up every day. Um, Yeah. So I totally subscribe to that. Absolutely. Uh, And I did it today. I mean, today, 
yesterday I went to a coffee shop and I wrote for two and a half, three hours. And I really, I really was like throwing it down, getting some good work in. And today I went same coffee shop, same amount of time and maybe got a page and a half. And I was really just kind of sitting there being like, what am I doing? Why? (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) I hate myself. I just spent $8 on a almond milk latte. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. But I got that. I got it in yesterday. And today I went and tried and it didn't really work. Sure. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the whole thing right there. That's that's beautiful. I mean, it's it sounds it's beautiful. Um, Eight dollars. Nice <laughs> that's a perfect uh, that's a perfect <laughs> coffee receipt right there. Um, yeah. How well versed are you in coffee? Just having, uh, I'm I'm surprisingly very productive in a coffee shop for some reason. Mm-hmm. I feel the need that like I've spent my set amount of money uh, for have maybe it's a latte, maybe it's a black coffee, who whatever I'm feeling that that morning, um, and I feel like I've got an hour to okay, go now, like start uh, start doing stuff mm-hmm. um, before your coffee's done, before it gets cold. Uh, for for whatever reason in my brain, it's a pretty productive place for me. For whatever I don't know what that is. Yeah. I feel like in my home, I'm very comfortable. Like, I'll fuck around. I'll maybe put some music on. Um, it's yeah, Maybe do the dishes first. Like, there's too many distractions. Yeah, you could always you'd be like, and, okay, well, I'm finally going to clean out this closet. Yeah. And then you've done it, and you're like, well, that was just a real elaborate procrastination, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Closet's clean, though. Closet looks great. Yeah, the closet looks really good. I used to do that when I lived down here in Austin. I would go mm-hmm. to the UT library. Because it was open to the public during yeah. the day. Have you day. been to the new library, by the way? No, I didn't Dude. know there was one. Oh, go, man. We'll go. Right we'll now? go after this. We'll go. Gonna, <laughs> Get uh, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but I would go there, and I would just work in the stacks. And I said jokingly to people, I was like, yeah, you just got to go someplace where you can't masturbate. And that's where you'll get a lot of work done. <laughs> yeah. Which, now that I think about it, maybe a library isn't that place, because I've seen a lot of people masturbate at a library. Have you really? Well, if you're like at a public library, they'll be like, homeless people watching porn there's a lot there's there's a good amount of questionably homeless people in the new library first time i went first time it was built out it was really, like really pristine and and um i don't know a good amount of uh quote unquote normal looking people mm-hmm. um careful careful <laughs> careful <laughs> is that politically correct um and then the last uh, here the most recent Two, two, three weeks ago, uh, there was a good amount of, um, it was kind of like a shanty town uh, on, the, yeah. on the internet. Well. Which I get it. I, I, hey. You got you, you to look at porn You got to get it. <laughs> you got to look at porn. I mean, if we're going to say to people, a library is a place where you can look at anything you want, mm-hmm. I guess we should let them look at porn. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I, to go back to your point, I, I feel the same way. I got to get out of my house to be productive um and i i feel the same way at a coffee shop because you're like everyone especially in la and i'm sure it's like that here too everyone around you is working on something at a coffee shop yeah it's, and you feel like you are at an office sort of you're like well i'm here yeah, everyone else is working there is there is some sort of like imaginary bubble that you like puncture as you're walking in you're like oh, i'm in the work bubble now like i need a coffee quick mm-hmm. <laughs> and an outlet my laptop's gonna die with all the work i'm gonna do yeah Although I also, I just recently, um, with one of 
you know, a girl that I, a woman that I do a lot of comedy with, and now we've we we are I guess Easy. writing partners. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are just friends, uh, but uh, we we were like pitching out an idea for a pilot, and then we had just done a little outlining, and then a guy came to her and was like, um, "I'm looking for pilots written by women. Do you have something to show me?" And she's like, "She's like, can we write this in five days or something just yeah. to get it to him?" And I was like, "We can try." And what we ended up doing was going to bars, mm-hmm. like either during the day or like early evening. And um, I want to tell, I want to, this is something I also stole from a book, uh, a book called How to Write Movies for Fun and Profit by the guys who did Real 901, uh, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garant, I think his name is. But they they were they're talking about their writing process and they would say they would go to a bar and write and i think it's a great idea not really? not to get drunk like cuz i i don't think you will like we would end up having maybe like two two to three beers total between us that's the magic number have you ever heard that that's like the uh 2.5 beers or 2.7 beers is like the magic number of like yeah. that everybody should stop at that point i think it just in general uh, kind of in general <laughs> but like it's it's like conversationally yeah. and like socially you're loose is a good, and that's like the number, and then you're done. Like you gotta go after that. Yeah, that's that's it. Well, I don't know how you have a point seven. I guess you leave a little bit. You leave a little bit. Yeah, leave a little bit. Leave thirty percent. Yeah, but and I'm not saying that you, sh- you drinking is necessary for creativity, but I think being at the bar, you're like this is already kind of fun. I kind of like being here sure. if it's a quiet bar. Sure. And then if it's going poorly, you can drink a beer, but yeah. you also, I don't know. It's it's a place that like encourages conversation and. And if you go to a dead bar, they don't care if you're sitting there with your laptop, as long as you eat, like, you order fries or something. Sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we pounded out, like, a first draft in 10 days by doing this. And how was it? How, yeah, was it just... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, for, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I just was going to ask, like, how it was inspiring as opposed to, like, a coffee shop, or was it for the reasons you just listed? Like, people were loose, they're having conversations around you. I don't know if it was inspiring as much as it was just, like... Another place that's not your home. Mm-hmm. Can't masturbate there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I, there's maybe some pretense, like something pretentious about writing at a coffee shop. And there's something very unpretentious about writing at a bar. Yeah. Um, un- unless you're there on a Friday night and like everyone's raging and you're the one guy at the bar, you know, with your MacBook up. Then you're just like, hey, everybody, what do you think I'm writing? Like somebody asked me. I'm a writer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it really felt good and it really felt like something that I want to keep doing. Um, it's also like there's, it's hard to find a place to write once it becomes nighttime. That's not your apartment. Sure. Yeah. A lot of coffee shops are closed and, uh, yeah. So that's my, that's my word of advice. Go to a dive bar that no one's at during the day and maybe there'll be one alcoholic there, but, uh, (laughs) Get it done. <laughs> There's always the regular, that, yeah. that guy. Like, hey, what's up, Ted? I don't know. Maybe it's just bar. We associate bars with fun, and a coffee shop is more work. Yeah. I don't know. But it it worked for us. We did it. Yeah. Um, and Do I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. You mentioned masturbating, like being a big deterrent for, for, uh, <laughs> for mm-hmm. getting work done. <laughs> Are you, are you a firm believer in, um, I know athletes do this. Like They won't masturbate before. They won't masturbate. They won't have sex before a game. Like yeah. they, they stay hungry. They, they've got that like animalistic, um, of course it's 
I don't know how much of this is true. I've never hung out with professional athletes before, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure this isn't across the board. Well, like, I think the <laughs> problem is you were hanging out with pro athletes, and you just kept asking them about <laughs> masturbating, and they said, "Get out of here! Get away from me, dude!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. <laughs> There's sexual hang-ups. Mm-hmm. There's really what the issue was there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Would you say that it helps to like? <laughs> this might be a male-centric view of the world, but for, as a guy, after you do that, you're kind of like, "Well, I'm chill." I know, yeah, no, I, I'll if if anything, I can only speak to myself in, in this endeavor, and I know that I've once an orgasm has been reached, I. <laughs> this is a compelling podcast, right? Right, yeah. I know. Yeah, this is really going to change the world here. <laughs> um, I like to hang out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, Get something to eat. Get something to eat. Chill. Naparino. Mm-hmm. Um, throw a little umbrella in my drink. Fuck it. I, I'm, I'm happy. I, 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 I'll I, say I'm not... whatever works for you. You know what I mean? If you know yourself, if you know that like after you masturbate, you're worthless. Yeah. But I, at the same, I mean, I knew a guy who would masturbate at work at a restaurant I worked at. And it would like get him going. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the I'm but, sure there's two sides of that coin where mm-hmm. where yeah you masturbate and you're like all right task one complete right now I can get the business or you could treat it like a reward. I mean I think it it really is like <laughs> I wrote five pages. <laughs> I deserve this. Humana 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 humana. <laughs> uh, it's really you got to know yourself because I think bringing it back to writing and stuff. A lot of people think that I have to wake up at five a.m. I'll write for two hours before the day has begun. Yeah. If that works for you, if that, then go do it. But if you know yourself, if you're like, I'm very mentally active at 9.30 at night, yeah. then write at 9.30 until midnight. And then, you know what I mean? Like, don't, I don't think there's any, everyone's process is a little different. So if you're, if you're the kind of guy who gets jacked up after you blow a load, <laughs> start your day like that. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Um, is there anyone in particular that like that inspires you? Um, when I masturbate? No, <laughs> no. We're shifting gears yeah. from masturbation okay. right now. Uh, right, we're going to inspiring figures. Um, um, mm-hmm. I know that sometimes um, I doodle often. Like going and seeing a sketch artist or something mm-hmm. will kind of get me pumped up, or or I'll get inspired by. I get inspired by a lot of other artists' work. It makes me want to. Hell yeah putts around uh same with i guess comedians like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go see a comedian and um get a chuckle or like oh I, I see the the outline of like that particular i see the structure of that joke mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and write one like that yeah um is there is there an, an author that you can think of author that, yeah um, that you're like man his books like i could smell the smells that he was describing mm-hmm. or i could i could see the the particular blue that he was describing. Or yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk about an author who, uh, this is actually a Texas, I think he was Texas author, Dennis Johnson. I'm sure he moved around a little bit. Yeah, he's around. But <laughs> he uh, he was an author, a novelist, short story writer who died recently, um, quite young. But he, he wrote a book that really inspired me called Tree of Smoke. Mm-hmm. I think it won the National Book Award a couple of years ago. But... Um, and it was a, it was like a very literary, you know, very sort of one of a more introspective book, but it was also about like the CIA in Vietnam and like, you know, kind of like the subject matter of a book that would be written by someone like, 
maybe like Tom Clancy or something like that, but like with the sensibilities of a really sort of thoughtful um, literary voice. Um, and I, that book really got me fired up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think authors that, oh boy, here we go. I'm about to list a bunch of white men, but, uh, like I think George Saunders was a big guy for me, especially when I was in grad school, I had a huge George Saunders literary hard on. Yeah. Uh, cause he's another guy, he very smart, very sort of literary, but also very funny. Um, and of course, I had my David Foster Wallace thing. Everybody does. Oh uh, boy! Boy, did I have a David Foster Wallace thing. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think those guys as writers really, uh, really amped me up. Yeah. Jun- Juno Diaz. I mean, <sighs> the list goes on. Do you know who yeah. Juno Diaz is? He he wrote. Um, the I don't. Brief so. wondrous life of Oscar Wilde. I mean. But now he just, it just came out that he's also was doing some sexual harassment stuff. <laughs> Isn't this terrible when people are like, who are your peers? Like, uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. But before I knew that, you know, like, it's, it's, it's terrible. Dude, I. It's I, great and terrible. Like, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Like, it's great that um, people feel comfortable enough to speak out whenever they're being abused or. or uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's insane because I used to listen to Bill Cosby vinyl records that my grandmother had. Yeah, I've and heard I remember this, so, dying, just like laughing so hard. Yeah, and but I mean, what a monster! <laughs> what a horrifying ghoul he turned out to be. I know, man. It's it's, it's terrible. Like it, it's really really awful. But uh, well, I was just talking to somebody, uh, my buddy Rob down here about. Louis C.K. and mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari now. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of... Sorry, Rob, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. He was kind <laughs> of uh, being like, it wasn't as bad as Weinstein or Cosby. I'm like, yeah, dude, but still. I mean, it it's still to be like, all right, come into my hotel room. I want to tell you girls something. Yeah. And then he's just got his dick out and he's <laughs> jerking off at them. And he was like, well, they could have left. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, if you're a young comedian and you're hanging out with Louis C.K., you're not going to be tr- like, how do I get out of this situation? You're going to yeah. be like, all right, how do I not make this guy angry because of the power dynamic at yeah, play? Yeah, maybe if I stand in the corner, like we can get lunch later and he'll <laughs> give me some pointers. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about this because two straight white men are not going to be the definitive voices. I know, right? <laughs> But I all, I what what happened right after he blew his load? Like, is he looking at them, being like, "Oh my gosh, sorry." Yeah. Was he like, and that's the joke? Oh. Or was he? Yeah. <laughs> like he towel. That's fucked up. What like what? <laughs> what is? What's going through his mind? Like I, it's hard to have normal sex, let alone yeah. like a, aggressive like. Vile. So. I, I feel like once you've hit the the the, the fame level, your sexual dr- like you've done it all. Mm-hmm. You got to start. You're you've got to start getting into like some off the wall shit. Like now, I'm gonna surprise ejaculate. I think someone. he. I think he was like he was disgusted by himself, and yeah. that he got off on that. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. we're turned on by things that are gross to us. Yeah. Uh, and he. He probably was like, I'm disgusting. And then, like, when the, he'd have a girl locked in his room and he's jerking off at her and he's like, aren't I terrible? Yeah. 
Tell, and, tell me how gross I am. And he was, uh, I don't know. I give him a troll voice. Tell me how gross I am. And then uh, watching his stand-up now, looking back on it, he is doing that sort of character that he's lampooning, but it's like, oh, no, that turned out to actually just be him. Yeah. Like, if you ever see him, he's like, you guys are so gross when they masturbate. This is what they look like. And he just is, like, hunched over doing this <laughs> grotesque troll jerk-off. Yeah. A lot yeah. of masturbation talk already. Yeah, I know. This is basically, we're going to name this podcast uh, <sighs> Masturbation Talk 101. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself already. Uh, as you should be. Um, I know that you have, you told me before uh, that you had done some work for people where you will um, kind of proofread something uh, and you'll get, you'll get paid for that. Is, um, that. is that accurate? Or maybe you told me this years ago. So Did I'd, I do this? Um, oh, yeah, I did. Do, okay, this was the first time I was ever paid for writing. Yeah. I moved to L.A. and this girl who lived in my building she was like oh you're a writer she's like i'm launching an erotica <laughs> portal and, and like back to masturbation oh fuck <laughs> well no this is she came up to me and she's like i'm trying to make this like liter like a portal on the internet for um erotica and she's like i have this woman who's written a lot of erotica i guess this is when 50 shades of gray was exploding and everybody was like, this is just free money. There's so, like, we just need to write more erotic, literary erotica. Yeah. And she's like, so this woman is giving me, she said that a woman was giving her this erotic content that I guess was just, like, stuff she put on the internet. And then she's like, I'll put it in this platform, but her writing is really rough. Can you proofread it? And so I was proofreading this. And I, by proofreading, I mean I was rewriting entire paragraphs <laughs> and trying to make it like did she give you senses. did she give you like here here's a pen or i mean not a pen i'm sure it was like all digital mm -hmm. digitally done but was she like and feel free to turn a, a was into a were or a, she or was kind of like just make it readable i gotcha but okay then i did i was changing things <laughs> Did you just have two screens up and like, <laughs> I'm just going to rewrite this thing entirely. Uh, but it was very bad. And then it never ended up even being anything. But I remember she paid me like, maybe like a hundred and something bucks. Hey, right. Yeah. And it was, I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really been paid much for anything since then either. So <laughs> we're still getting there. I understand. Uh, just grammar being so important to you. Does like text never message? said that. Keep going. Well, I well I never admitted that. <laughs> I never the it, strike the record. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Strike the record of me ever saying that uh, uh, grammar is important to mm -hmm. you. But um, look, this. I'm ready. I'm ready for your question. <laughs> just tell me the question. <laughs> Stop screwing things up, man. Do, um, do I no. get angry when people text me with yeah, bad grammar? I, I I was like in the car leaving a driveway and quickly texting you like, Hey, um, I'm on my way and now I'll be there soon. Or some, I said something that I was like, normally I wouldn't mind if I was texting, uh, a, a normal uh, dumb person, <laughs> <Somebody stupid laughs> some idiot, some idiot that doesn't know how to read or write. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Is that like, does are that you just, me? yeah. Does, are you, 
unhinged every day by people saying like, hey, BRB, um, or yeah. K-O-O-L, sounds good. K-O-O-L? Cool? Oh, cool. Cool. Why didn't you just put a C? Like, it's the same amount of letters. Why didn't... Here's... If or, you asked me this question six years ago, right. eight years ago, right. I would have been like, I hate that. Yeah, and like, where's I, the comma? I always am correcting people. Yeah. And then I realized... Uh, no one likes that ever. I like it. Being corrected? I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I mean... I think I misspeak so often, and I <laughs> become comfortably numb at it. Yeah. Or to it, uh, that I don't mind when someone's like, uh, it's to it, not yeah. at it. Well, I think it, it, there are certain contexts where it's like, oh, let me, I'll teach you. But on the other yeah. hand, going back to David Foster Wallace, he wrote this whole nonfiction piece about the difference between proscriptive and descriptive grammar mm -hmm. and you know proscriptive being like giving rules and being like follow these rules of grammar and descriptive grammar being a grammar a rules of grammar that follow how people are actually speaking um which is what we have i mean grammar changes based on the way people write and speak and that things that are incorrect then end up becoming correct by use and by like the evolving nature yeah so if you're like a grammar nazi you're actually wrong oh yeah so you know what i mean to, yeah because to be like that's not correct uh you're not doing good superman does good if you're you know someone's like how are you i'm doing good you can say i'm doing good yeah like yeah sure i'm doing well might be more traditionally correct but we, you know, though you, the meaning of words changes and the rules change to reflect how people are actually speaking. So if you really want to be a grammar Nazi, you all you are actually very sort of laissez-faire about what's being said. Boy, I feel like you've been around this whole entire circle. That I've seems, seems full like, circle. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you're like, you know what? A uh, little slander here and there is all right. Exactly. Well, yeah. it's also just like, who cares? Yeah. And like you the best way to make people be like, I don't like this person yeah. is to be correcting people all the time, especially <laughs> someone who looks like me. You know what I mean? It's just like people look at me and they're like, this guy has not had any struggles. And if I'm then being like, well, actually, um, it, it, uh, indifferent or, you know, uh, disinterested and uninterested are two different, mean two different things. It's just like, people are like, I don't care. I yeah. hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you. Yeah. Or if you're just like, if, you know, I used to do this to women constantly. I, like, would correct them, and they would just be like, I, I'm never going to sleep with this guy. This guy sucks. <laughs> you just signed yourself up for a celibacy uh, night. Celibacy, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're just, uh, uh, good job, buddy. <sighs> so, I think that's, you know, if you want to be a very literary person, just don't annoy people. <laughs> Have you ever seen an episode of Party Down? Where uh, <laughs> the uh, I love like, that show. The, that's a great show, by the way. That's a very underrated show, especially if you're in the service industry. Um, but where the sci-fi, uh, the uh, guy who made it big, the, yeah, the guy who made it big is on Sil Silicon Valley now. And oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I think a different episode. Um, but he they're at the the porn star convention. Mm -hmm. Martin and, Star, yeah, yeah get, that's his name. <laughs> and they get uh, he he's just about to get laid by this porn star and she's like I love uh, sci-fi and he's like actually that's fantasy yeah. <laughs> like well, the, what you were just talking exactly. about there. and so he gets he doesn't get laid uh, due to the fact he's on oh, like a technicality he's like ah, technically that's that's this and not that and he's like what, what do you mean and he could have just like let it I don't know that's like 
I'm 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 often hanging out with people who are younger than me mm-hmm. because, you know, everyone in LA is 23 and like you know fresh faced. Yeah. But I think that's a very like early 20s mentality. We're like, I'm gonna correct people. I'm gonna explain what's wrong. Like, yeah. I know everything. <laughs> and then you get older. I mean, I'm 33. I'm not old, but I like you know, we're we're both at like the first green buds of wisdom are sprouting on our branches here. Sure, sure. And you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, who is this for? Yeah. I'm, no one cares. <laughs> Who's benefiting here? Yeah. Not me. Not so me, for I, sure. I certainly, I certainly don't mind. <laughs> so just don't yeah. say anything ever to yeah. anyone. <laughs> just pipe down. <laughs> pipe down. Oh, my God. That's good. Yeah, so grammar in a text message doesn't... Is, what about an emoji? How do you feel about an emoji? As long as it's coherent, <laughs> as long as you understand the meaning, yeah. uh, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, I. They yeah. got they really irked me. Um, maybe three years ago, I was oh, like, I, I will not use one, and now I'm like, thank you, and then I put the two hands together. I'm like, that's uh, thanks, thank right. you. <laughs> well, it's it's a more efficient means of communication. What color emoji do you use? Because sometimes I get offended by like. A white guy using like a black guy emoji. I'm like, why'd yeah. you do that? I would say would you that? if you're a white guy using the black emojis, maybe don't. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. Why would you put yourself in that situation where you're like, maybe this will be misconstrued? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I go Simpsons emoji, like all mm-hmm. yellow. That way I'm not choosing my own race. I'm not choosing our race at all. Yeah. I don't, I. Which, if you really want to be racist, yeah, I guess you could peg yellow, the color yellow, down to something. But uh, now mm-hmm. who's being racist? You. Yes. <laughs> Adam Copeland. <laughs> you are a racist. Yeah. <laughs> and you've forced me to talk about masturbation this entire time. And I'm wearing loose fitting shorts and no underpants. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's actually, he's done the um, Sharon Stone. Yeah. <laughs> basic instinct. <laughs> Leg crossed. I've crossed my legs. Repeatedly. Yeah, repli- repeatedly. Oh, it's awful. That's awful. Um, no, I, I'm trying to get better with just... What what race is your emoji, though? What? Why, why do I have to answer this? <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I don't change it. You need to it. for me. I just leave whatever it is. Whatever so, your race? Oh, you don't... You have to, isn't Aren't you... I think you... Well, I have Android. I don't use iPhone. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think if you hold down the emoji, it'll you'll have the option to change it. Uh-huh. But I just leave it. I just default. I, I is don't, the default yellow? Maybe I also do the same. I think I don't know. I I honestly don't emoji very much. What I'll do sometimes now is I'll send a gif or I like a that. gif. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I think gif. Oh, that's makes not grammatically more sense. correct. Yeah. Well, why would it be gif? I don't know. You don't GIF give people is what choosy moms choose. What do you give people on Christmas? Um, you give people gif peanut butter. No. Uh, you give them gift. Oh, gifts. Gifts. Yeah. So you wouldn't. So take off the T, GIF. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But That's here we right. go. Let me explain to people. Not going against everything I just ranted at about. <laughs> I'm now explaining how people should say that word. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that the the GIF is even more. Uh, demonstrative than a, an emoji. So that's what I would use more. I feel you. you know. I feel you, man. Um, tell me how you, uh, tell me what you like to write specifically for you. Like if somebody's like, just write me something, mm-hmm. what are you going, what are you going to write? And, um, all right, I'll use my follow up question for something else. I'm going to, that was, I just realized I had two questions in one. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. What would, what would you write if I'm like, 
Write me whatever you want, man. Come back to me in three well, who months. Who are you? And I would like to... Uh, I'm just a dude. Oh, hold on a second. Just a moment. I don't know what that was. It was well, it was fast forward to right now. It was my landlord that was like knocking on my Hey, man, I got, you got a package. I was like, I'm recording a podcast. I guess I don't have a sign-up. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Yeah, no problem. Oh. Uh, okay, so wait. You're asking me to write something. <laughs> yeah, who, what would you Who write? are you? Um, are you someone who could do something for me, or are you just a... I guess... No, I'm just, I would like to, I would like to, you're having, you're falling on hard times right now, and I would like to support you as an artist, and I'm, it's very wealthy, and I, Mm. I would like you to write whatever you would like, and I'm going to compensate you for it. Well, what I do, I like, I definitely like speculative sort of things like science fiction stuff, um, but stuff science like science fiction or genre stuff that if you took away the unusual thing of like we're in the future or you know every everyone's a werewolf or whatever it is yeah it would still be a story without that sure uh and then um i suppose that's kind of why i like the shining how Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the book or the movie Man, I have read the book, uh-huh. uh, and I appreciate both of them for for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I first was exposed to the movie, um, and uh, only I want to say four years ago read the book. Um, but uh, the movie, I guess, is where I got real like I really like this movie mm-hmm. because being a horror story was sort of like an afterthought and there's this whole other there's so much building up to it and like they just keep like here's a little nugget like mm-hmm. there's there's this thing and then there's this thing and then there's a little vision here and then the kid and then the father and then the yada 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 I don't know why I'm trying to keep spoiler alerts around I'm pretty sure everybody knows what happened there but but yeah towards the like just the last maybe 10 minutes of the film is like hack them up bloody gory like scary shit mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I don't know I guess like the all the the, the foreplay before hand I guess is what really got my rocks off yeah. <laughs> for the for the story as a whole um, so I, I can understand yeah. where you're coming from as far as like yeah. if you take out werewolves there's still a story there yeah and um, it's still saying something like uh, I think what is this movie short story novel whatever what is it about not just like what is the plot yeah um that i really like stuff like that or things that will then use um heightened reality or speculative things to to be like oh this is what it's like being like have you seen that movie um quiet place a quiet place the quiet place the yeah. john krasinski one uh-uh. well it's about uh You've seen the trailers. It's it's like a there. It's like a sort of future uh, sci-fi thing where there's some sort of creatures that are killing people, right? Based on like if they make noise or something like that. And it sounds like this like horror survival movie, but it's I think I don't know. I'm just gonna tell you what I think the movie is actually about. <laughs> I don't know what John Krasinski thought, but it was uh, really about like sort of being uh, a father and like. Like being a husband and wife with kids and being like the the struggle of raising a family in a like frightening world, yeah, which is like that is a story that you don't need monsters in, but then the monsters then 
illustrate that very visually and cinematically. Sure. Um, so yeah, definitely stuff like that. I think I really like. Um, Plus, that's fun. Like yeah. it's fun to to every day you, you're seeing like the the hustle and bustle of humanity. It's nice to throw in, mm-hmm. I don't know, werewolf or something. I don't or throwing a werewolf. Throwing writing <laughs> something you don't know what to do. Throwing a werewolf. <laughs> Hit hit it, rabies. Yeah. Go. Do your thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got this guy here. Who is he? He's in flip-flops. Hit it with rabies. Hit it with... I mean, I, I think... Like, if if you're trying to get into improv, I think... If you don't know what an improv scene needs, a motorcycle. Come in on a motorcycle. <laughs> it fixes every scene. If you're writing a movie, throw yeah. in a werewolf. If yeah. you're in an improv scene, come in on a motorcycle. <laughs> everyone's like whoa Whoa. what's this This guy's on a motorcycle (laughs) you know my go-to thing always was what satan okay (laughs) you would be satan yeah i'm satan if i didn't know what was going on i would come in and just radically they're like i don't know i'm a store owner like oh cool I think I'll get some meats, like uh, Mr. Store Owner. Like, yeah, I'm a grocery store owner. Like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll take uh, some shillings. Like, shillings? I haven't seen those in a while. Then I come in, I'm like, ah, I'm Satan. I need some cold cuts. And okay. they're like, oh, boy. I like that, because Satan, he's not there just to be Satan. He's there because he needs cold cuts. Yeah, like I... Have I, a want for your character. <laughs> yeah. Good note. Yeah, but like if, if I see people just treading water i'm mm-hmm. like fuck i don't know where they're going with this i don't think they know where they're going with this cue Satan. make a big choice yeah oh, were you the wild card in improv scenes yeah and then um until your teachers yelled at yes you. absolutely tell and me I, everything about this <laughs> <laughs> um there was a lot of I think the, my first year in improv was like a lot of like wild card i'm gonna be the silly mm-hmm. booby booby do doobity um Vela, where people were like, banana, cucumber, penis. Or, uh, yeah, and then I'm like, gooby zooby. They're like, what's that? I'm like, like it's you, nothing. You broke the pattern, <laughs> Adam. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, actually, that's good. Um, that that's good because now you have to think of strawberry or fruit or vegetable. So. He can say Gooby Scooby, and he's he's actually kind of right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I would kind of get I'm kudos. Right. Yeah, and then year, like the second go around, where I was like really uh, adamant about like going to classes and mm-hmm. and then the jams and everything. Uh, I kind of got some humble hot pie of like you can't just Satan every. <laughs> you can't be Satan in <laughs> you every can't be Satan scene, and you can't Scooby Dooby whenever we're trying to be Bob. And I think that's a good note because if you if you know you got Satan in your back pocket, yeah. you can wait until like the scenes really cook in or like the sure. show you're near, near the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then you can be like, now it's time for Satan. Yeah, but. <laughs> If you come in as Satan at minute one, where are we going from here? Uh, true. I, it, this this wasn't a right off the bat thing. Yeah. I think I just kind of instinctually knew that uh, that Satan could always kick it up because he's yeah. such a radical character. Like Satan is radical. <laughs> I mean, like it's such an extreme character of yeah. like we're doing this, we're doing that. This is comfortable. Yeah. This is soft, we're in an office. Is, yeah, we're in an office, and then like poof i came from this place and i just i'm here now mm-hmm. what are you guys gonna do about it it was a yeah, good like fix this yeah it was a good conflict i guess <laughs> hey always be in conflict that's a great note yeah no, yeah no it's not nope. uh, 
So wait, you were taking classes at Cold Town? Yeah, I was taking classes at Cold Town. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was good. I just couldn't afford them uh, at, after a certain stint. Uh, I still like it. I'm. I will be back. Um, but right now, the old uh, financials. Dude, I hear you. I'm in too deep. I. I'm in too deep now. I can't. There's no turning back for me. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have it. You're like a heroin addict. I really, I kind of. Well, I'm sure it's good for your writing, also. Like it's great for your writing, um, especially if you. uh, It's great for writing, like with the 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 woman that I wrote that pilot with. We would just we had two characters that were sort of like this is the character that would be sort of like me. This is the one that would be sort of like you. Yeah. And we could just do we could just like try to improvise a scene and then you know go back and fix it. I will say that I'd never because I know Second City they use improv to then write sketch which I've not had a lot of success doing I I don't think that that works totally well but I think what improv gives you is that it's like the idea of your it doesn't matter what the first thing is like you just got to get going and then like okay we can rewrite this 10,000 times and figure it out but you need that first the confidence to do something not correct right at the top um And have that like shitty first draft. Um, that's also from a book, Bird by Bird by Anne, Le- Anne Lamott. <laughs> so many book plugs. So many book plugs. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's awesome. Um, do you ever do, this is not improv related, it was just a question that I forgot to, to ask you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you ever, this is when I know I need improv classes again because I'm using this, uh, I don't know, this. I'm using this thing that, that lives in my brain <laughs> where I will just make a scene um, where a guy will come up behind me in the grocery store and I'll turn it like, oh, oh, sorry, excuse me. And then I look at him up and down. And I'm like, all right, he's got flip flops. This guy's he's not doing any work today. He's not turning a wrench. This mm-hmm. guy is. Uh, and then I'll make up a whole narrative for the person behind. Not like a. Yeah. Screw this guy for wearing flip flops. I'm just saying like. You try to figure out who he is. Yeah, I try to figure out who he is, and like, and then I'll I'll size up his groceries. And I'm like, oh, he's got an apple. Oh, I love looking at what people are buying. <laughs> it's a great game, right? Like, you, I build this whole character. By the time they're like, uh, sixty-seven dollars, sir. I'm like, huh? oh, sorry. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was thinking about um, errands that I need to run <laughs> after this, and definitely not the person in front of me and behind me. Do you ever you included? Do you ever have your groceries on the conveyor belt, and then like maybe an attractive woman comes up behind you and <laughs> she's looking at what you have, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's just a DiGiorno and a six pack," <laughs> and it's like Friday night, yeah, and she's like, "This is my night." <laughs> There's a pint of ice cream and old number seven Jack Daniels there, and <laughs> a toothbrush or something. It's like yeah, a box <laughs> or of toilet con- paper, even yeah. worse, yeah. <laughs> box of condoms and a Snickers bar. <laughs> You're like, uh, wish I could have just done this on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you have do you have moments like that where you're like being really creative but not using it in hmm. any way? Interesting. And then you're like, fuck yeah, I I need to write more or like I need to I need to get back in it. Like yeah. this grocery store game isn't healthy. Like I shouldn't and then, like, I'll turn, I'll get like five or six looks at this guy where, like, normally I wouldn't. He's <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. What, dude? I'm just behind you in the, I'm moving lines. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, first of all, I do 
too much improv. So I'm rarely like, I need to get back in there. Like the yeah. four days that I'm here, this is probably the longest I haven't done it in a very long <laughs> really? time. Yeah. Um, That's good. I guess. But, I guess oh, no. Uh, but oh, I, boy. I, I love that stuff. I love people watching and like trying to think about what is this person doing. Right. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, I will try to like, I'll try to like just eavesdrop on people and just listen to what they're saying. And not, sometimes I'll be like, I'm using that. Or yeah. like, I'll, you know, like I'll steal just exactly what someone is saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I walked past a couple the other day. I was walking around at night in Los Angeles and I walked past a couple and like, it looked like they were in a fight from a distance and then they got closer and I heard the girl, the guy is freaking out and the girl is just kind of looking like, like, I wish this would end. And I heard the guy say, he goes, you know what? That's it. He's like, go to Arizona. And then this is over. He's oh. like, and he's like, you fuck this up. You fuck this up. And I was just like, wow, what happened here? What, what is she going to do in Arizona? Yeah. What, what, what did I miss? I will also, that's one of my favorite things. Couples, especially fighting. It's in public. nuts. I love it. I always I think, love it. I remember being in high school. I'll pretend to be on the phone, like, and walk around, or, or, or <laughs> and you walk in a circle around them. Yeah, I walk like in- <laughs> the moon orbiting the earth. Uh, I'll do whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I will go eight blocks in the wrong direction just to hear the fight. It's just so nuts to look on the outside because you have no emotional investment, right. and these people, That's on the a- one hand, they they are so deeply connected, but. On the other hand, they can't even see how stupid what they're screaming about is, because <laughs> yes. it just to them it's the only reality, you know. Right. To this guy, he thinks he's right when he's screaming at this woman. I mean, who knows what she did? Who knows what's happening in Arizona? But yeah, for this guy to be just, you know, a vein popping out of his forehead, angry, <laughs> while he's screaming at this poor woman on the street, what is happening, dude? Like, yeah. Take a step back. Look at this from the outside. It's just two nuts people. Is right. What it looks like. <laughs> but that's love. That's love, baby. Yeah, that's real love. Being um, nuts. Can we can we talk about improv a little bit more? Just because <laughs> <laughs> your listeners are like, please don't, and I'm like, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing, or my least favorite thing about improv is whenever I had like a killer night. You can't. It's just for the show. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no record of it. There's no record of it. No one knows about it, and you can't say. And then I said, "Oh yeah." Uh, uh. And then I said this, and it killed. And I'm like, well, "That's not funny." I'm right? Like, that's well, not funny. Why are you, you telling me this? <laughs> I said grapes are wine, and, and then they didn't. And we cried. It, yeah, and we cried. Yeah, and we held each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. I. No, you don't get it. I said grapes are wine, and the whole scene was about grapes, and we were all grapes, but we were getting drunk. And then you Satan's know, like, "I'm Satan." Yeah. <laughs> I want some wine. Something like Adam scene. Okay, scene. Adam. Adam. Yeah. Um. What? We didn't need Satan here. We had a complete scene. Why? It was complete. And you were in it, and then you jumped out and came back in as Satan. (laughs) Jesus was turning the water to wine, and then you came out of the water as Satan. Uh, No, I. uh, So you're saying, am I frustrated by all the time and money I've spent into something that means literally nothing? It's, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's a good question, but I, I guess I was just speaking to like, 
Um, the fr- the I, frustration of having a great scene that you can't. Sort of, and and I guess h- how it makes you feel to have to like being love in love with such a fleeting mm. thing, like just yeah, this thing isn't tangible. Um, it's it's literally just for you. It's like, literally just for you and the other six people in the audience who right. are other improvisers. <laughs> who are other improvisers? Yeah, they have a show um, right, behind, right behind Yeah, they're just you. waiting. They're like, they're waiting for the, your, their turn. Yeah, and they're kind of hoping you don't kill too hard that yeah. they then have to like get over that hurdle. But they also don't want you to bomb, so there's no energy when yeah. they get up. And they're hoping that you'll also turn around and sit in for their show and not leave. And not leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll say this. I. I it is something, it's somehow romantic in the way that it doesn't, it just goes away and there's yeah. nothing to show for it. But I'll say that I am addicted to the kill. Yeah. At this point. Like, yeah. And, and it's, it's better than drugs or sex or anything. Like, it's to actually kill, I mean, you know this from stand up too. 100%. When you crush, it is a high baby and you are chasing that you are chasing that dragon i can't come home like i can't you don't you don't want me around no. after that because i am euphoric you can't, you can't stop me yeah there's well and i can't sleep if i really kill like no. i i had um i they had auditions for these ucb um mess hall teams which is like you know they're junior varsity sort of teams yeah they're, they're really not that great but uh I auditioned for it a couple months ago, and I really wanted it. I was like, I'm, I really want to do this. Yeah. And I, you, you know, when you killed, like I, I had, we had the audition, and the auditions for improv teams are the dumbest thing imaginable. <laughs> yeah. It's like you and seven people you don't know doing yeah. improv too, just a room, an empty room, full of teachers. Yeah. That is not what improv is really like. <laughs> and, but I crushed. Like I knew I killed, and. I was just buzzing afterwards. I couldn't sleep that entire night because I knew how well I had done. And then I had to go to work the next morning and like, I just had the adrenaline just still, I still was pumping. Oh, and, but at the same, but on the flip side, then you bomb because everybody bombs. I don't care who you are. You bomb. Yeah. And just, you're just despondent afterwards. You're just like, well, what are you doing? Tell me about your worst, but like your worst night. You're the lowest of lows after after a show. Okay, I'm really <laughs> trying to think what the worst bomb was. I know. Well, you want me to tell a quick one of please of me? give okay. me a good one. Here, here's one of me um, after a show, and I knew the the entire group like we could never get it. We would do uh, mind meld. Yeah, um, and you never got it once. We, we it, that was the longest, and we would get close enough where we're like. Well, that's when it gets bad is when you're near, you're like parallel. Yeah. If you're like dinner and like Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and you already said turkey, so you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody says cornucopia, but it's because they're 60 and they're also in a team with a person that's 16. Oh, there we go. And like the 16 year old kid never, well, maybe not 16, but like the 20 year old kid, 18 year old kid, um, doesn't even know what a cornucopia is or have never heard of one before. Uh, that kid was born after 9-11. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just any reference. I don't know. We, we just, we weren't meshing well, uh, I guess, was, and Mind Meld as, was a game that we always had right. a terrible time with and was a, a testament to, to how terrible we were as a whole. 
anyways, had a show coming up. I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. And I'm like, no, I'm just coming into Satan. I'll save it. I ended up not coming into Satan, just for the record. But I was like, I'll just save it with Satan. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure everybody was like, I'll save it with Grocery Store Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so bad. And it was so silent. It was a graduation class, too. Like So like there was a lot of support there. But it was just so... It was just like a big, long conversation. Oh. And I, I left and like, I don't want to say contemplated suicide, but like what, like contemplated everything. Like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? I yeah. can't believe I just spent close to $300 mm-hmm. also like. That's it? That's how much improv classes are here? Uh, well. In LA, it's 400, Forty-five, no, four seventy-five for a UCB class right now. Well, it's UCB though, also. Yeah, but depending on the teacher. Well, we'll, (laughs) Well, that's another podcast, right? That's all. That's another podcast entirely. Anyways, I just remember like the lowest of low, like just went out and immediately got a drink. I didn't say bye to anybody. I didn't like even stick around. I was like, woof! I can't even sit in this. Like I can't even. I had to leave immediately. I didn't say bye to like my cast members. I pretended like I had to go to the bathroom and just like ducked. Yeah. I couldn't even be right. It was so bad. Uh, and then just like a week after that, of just, <laughs> just terrible, I don't know, this terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah. Um, anyways, have you ever had I, oh a similar goodness. experience? I, I've had every, yeah. I uh, I remember bombing really hard. We I was on this team, the Spider Sisters. It was me um, and two other people. Uh-huh. And we were winning. There was a cage match type show, which yeah. is like two teams, and then the audience votes on who's the winner. At I.O. West, uh, rest in peace, the now deceased I.O. West. Um, but uh, we were winning for like months. Like we had, I think we had like 12 wins or something like that. It was every week and we were loving it. And so we had a pretty big turnout this one night. We had a new team coming. And we were like, all right, guys, let's just keep rolling. Yeah. And we would do a mono scene, which is just one long scene, same character, same location. Uh-huh. And you would get like 15, 20 minute sets. But the only danger of the mono scene is if you, if it's not going well, you can't just tag out because yeah. you're like, here we are. <laughs> yeah. And for some, we just, we couldn't get it going. We were, we were at a gas, like we always would be like, well, just give us a location and we'll do a scene in it. And someone's like, gas station. So we we're kind of like, okay we how do we know each other at a gas station we couldn't get it going and then there's that moment where you're looking into your scene partner's eyes like why what are we doing yeah we're in control why is this not fun yeah Yeah, we're the boss here look at me yeah yeah and it was a very big crowd and we got maybe one laugh the whole time and it was like those (laughs) panic laughs of like (laughs) yeah because you shock the audience by saying something horrifying and they're like oh what uh that was bad labia (laughs) <laughs> and then you have to, and then at IO, you would just go out to the bar right there and just people would be like, hey, great show. And you're like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Oh, I hate that. Which I, never say that. That's my one pro tip. Never say that. If someone says, great job, just be like, thanks, man. Or yeah. thank you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I recently bombed with one of my main like indie teams um, in Los Angeles. And we were playing at this place called the Clubhouse, which is literally just a theater made to do improv at that's free to get into yeah. um but uh we we're doing it was only three of us again again it was a mono scene but uh <laughs> we have a bigger team but only three people showed up and i remember i would say stuff 
I mean, this is on me. I'm not going to say it was on them, but I would like pitch an idea at someone and be like, oh yeah, you, um, you've been living in the uh, Whole Foods, haven't you? Or something. And they were yeah. like, no, I, no, I haven't. And it's like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Cause if you say something to like that and then they're like, no, I didn't. Now you're like, okay, my options are disagree with them again. Be like, uh-huh. no, you are living in a Whole yeah. Foods. It'll be funny. Trust me. You're living in Trust Whole Foods. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it funny. Yeah. Or you go, oh, yeah, I guess I was wrong. So now the audience is like, you either can fight or, like, disagree with what you just said. And the audience is like, well, what is true? Yeah. Does she live in a Whole Foods? Do they like each other? Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> and I remember that crowd. That's a crowd that would just be straight improvisers. And there were, like, people who were on UCB house teams that I really was, like, viewed as my peers. But also kind of they were above me. So I was kind of like, oh, I want to be like these people. I want them to like me. And then to just bomb and then also get angry with my team during it. And then it's just never. And then I literally, we came off the stage and I left without saying anything. <laughs> you did I the same like, thing. I, you go. just ghost? I just ghosted. Oh, here comes the food again. Oh, automatic feeder. How many times is dog getting fed? A lot. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was ever just a, the most shameful thing. I feel like I really work hard to push these thoughts away. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there any exercise you do where you're like, ah, just, it, it's not for that. Like, it's not this, this is for creative writing. I wouldn't need to be around like-minded people that are also creating, and yeah. I need to be surrounded by that, so I'm, so I'm inspired by it, and, and I keep doing good. Or, I, I, or I guess what I do say to myself is that no one's thinking about it. No one's thinking about you. Uh, yeah. Like, they'll watch you bomb in the moment, of the, and then maybe they'll be like, yeesh. Or maybe they'll even say one thing to their friends afterwards, be like, Boy, they could not get it going. Yeah. But they also, no one cares. Like, yeah, no, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> like, everyone's just like, well, what about me? What am I going to eat later? You know what I yeah. mean? So that's a comforting thought. Yeah, boy, they really stunk. Uh, in and out Burger? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> exactly. <start> at that. <laughs> and the other good thing, like, improv, I think it's easier than stand-up because... If you get anything going, people are like, ooh, a magic trick. They made something funny. Yeah. But yeah. with stand-up, it's like everyone's sitting there being like, you had time to write this, dude. Yeah, yeah you said on your podcast you wrote for two hours every day for one yeah. year. <laughs> this is the joke you came and, up with? You give me this <laughs> pizza joke. Yeah. About abs. Abs. Yeah, I've had pizza. I, I think I've heard this joke somewhere yeah, this else. Is, uh, yeah, I think I've seen a meme or something about mm. this. Uh, maybe... It's maybe it was something that you saw that you thought you came up with that mm-hmm. you just saw somewhere else. This is a Cosby bit. This oh, is now I'm thinking about Cosby. Yeah. Oh boy, I hate this yeah, guy. This guy stinks. <laughs> Let's go get some push pops. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's push pops. <laughs> Adam's furiously writing. Cut out push pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? And take out all Cosby bits. Write that down right there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Um, that's pretty much. Oh, do you want to talk about any failures as a, as like as a writer? You want to talk about um, any ups or downs that? I, I I would just talk about failure, sort of in a more broad sense of like, uh, failure is kind of what got me to like where, to being in Los Angeles. You know, because I uh, after I went to grad school, I'm from the East Coast. I went to grad school in Long Island, and I was living. I was living in Manhattan at the time with a girl um, and, you know, she was like going to grad school for poetry. I was going to grad school for fiction writing and it was very romantic. She was 
I thought this was like it. I thought it was this like the thing. This yeah. is it. I was I was also twenty five, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. we're living together. She's smart, literate, like beautiful. Like I was like, this is it. Dude. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, just you found it. You caught. You reeled in the big yeah. one. Just get on the treadmill, like you know, like <laughs> the treadmill of life, not the actual. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're gonna marry her, all this stuff. Yeah, and then inevitably that didn't happen, and uh, we kind of fell apart. And I, I remember being like, oh, wow, this is a, this is a big failure, dude. You, you messed up. And that was when I decided to, I wanted to move to LA, but I didn't have the balls. So I just, I was like, I'll just move to Austin. One of my grad school teachers had been like, you should bartend if you want to be an artist, because if you have a real job, it'll suck you in and you will never do your stuff. Um, and then because of that sort of failure in New York, then I did move to Austin. That's where I met you, bartending. Right. Um, and after two years of that, I was like, okay, I can, I do have, I could probably do it in LA. If I could bartend here, I could support myself there. Yeah. And um, yeah, just that sort of like, I don't know. I think I, I know a lot of people who are in either like a relationship or at some job or, you know, they kind of have... I know a bunch of people actually who are in relationships right right now and they're living with their significant other and it's not going well and they're like, but what am I going to do? I mean, if I, if I end it, then I got to move out and like we, all of our stuff's together and we share rent and I don't know what will happen next. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting thought to like think that that's it? Like when Mm -hmm. you're in it, but as as, as a person like speculating or or a person from the outside looking in, yeah, like, you're fine. You'll be. You're fine. gonna be fine. Well, yeah. you lived alone before you were with this person. You can do it yeah. again. And even if you won't be fine, like you'll go through some horrible stuff. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. it sucks. Like that doing that all that stuff. But that's when you're gonna grow and like really find who you are and what you really want to do. Like, yeah. Even my first job out of college, I worked in publishing, thinking, okay, I was an English major. I sort of want to be a writer, but I don't know how to do that. So I'll get a job here. And then it, I hated it. And that pushed me to then be like, you should, you should really go for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just fail repeatedly. Also didn't come up with this. I read this in a book somewhere. I don't remember which book, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just really do some stupid stuff. Or like, just be honest with yourself Yeah, and be willing to get uncomfortable and do something you don't feel like will be smooth and simple. Sure. Um, because then you end up, you end up growing and being that thing that you didn't think you could be. So I don't know. I guess that's really what I'm trying to push for myself to be more aware of that. And, um, yeah, that's fail, dude. Yeah. Fail, fail. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, as a caterpillar, you gotta spend some time in that failure of a cocoon. Cocoon failure. Yeah. Yeah. Cocoon failure. Yeah, bask in it. Bask in it and you'll come out. Because, well, I mean, what's the alternative? And I'm not saying quit your job and just move to L.A. to be a writer and improviser because that's a real <laughs> dumb idea. Yeah. But be honest with what it is that you actually want and try. Yeah, I see, I see it all too often of some, especially at the bar. Like, that's, that's all oh. I do is, is speculate uh, and see what people are doing. But I see it all too often of, of some guy that, like, you don't care about sales. You don't care about selling 
uh, speedboats. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you're talking about right now. You're drinking like a fucking maniac. You're, you can't be happy. And you're going to pick your kid up after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll see, I don't know, some guy that, like, what's the cheapest thing you got? He slams a Lone Star and then he goes back to his empty loft and, um, I don't know, does pottery for two more hours. Yeah. Uh, because he earned that Lone Star. Like, I don't know. Like that guy seems happy to me. Um, well, it's just, even though he's broke and all he can afford is like the the cheapest thing that we have, the equivalent to PBR uh, yeah. in Texas. Uh, and I mean, we got two guys sitting across the table here who are in their early mid thirties and are broke. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> so listen to us, kids. <laughs> yeah, um, we got it all figured out. I live in an RV right now. He. This sakes. is actually true. We're sitting in an RV. <laughs> um, but you, you'll, you're still going to think about the things you're thinking about now. Like just. Figure it out as quickly as possible because when you are 50 and you didn't do that, then it's like, okay, maybe you have a wife and kids or a husband and kids and you're like, you can't. You don't have the freedom yeah. to then make that big choice. Sure. Um, and yeah. And my, I'm not, not, to, not to bash on like speedboat salesmen. Like I'm sure there's a lot of happy ones out there that are oh very God, passionate yeah. about. Uh, and, and some people, happiness is like they're like I want to make money yeah and be honest about that if that's what you want you know but follow your dreams because they'll follow you whether or not you do ooh that's a that's a great quote I read that in a book someone else had that (laughs) someone else had that I didn't come up with that (laughs) that's good though I like that it's a stinger it's a stinger Um, cool dude well uh, we always own the poop story Okay. Uh, have you ever pooped your pants, or do you do you know? Mm-hmm. Or wait, before we get into that, is there anything that uh, we didn't go over that you would like to go over? No, I feel like I, I rambled a lot here. I got, <laughs> I got a lot out. I hope, yeah. I yeah. hope you didn't. Uh, you don't hate me because I hate you. No, okay. actually. Good. No. Uh, no, I think we got it all out. But uh, all right, poop. Poop story. Yeah, have you ever pooped your pants? I poop my pants isn't walking. This a nice, isn't that a nice little globe? Uh, I want to keep touching this yeah, it's Himalayan like a, sea salt it's a lamp. Sea salt lamp. <laughs> uh, it creates a nice aura. I did, I'm lying to myself. I don't know. Is hey, it good? Do hey, you? If, if it makes you feel happier, then it is doing something. You know what that's good for? Sexual intercourse. You fuck this thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> The sea salt lamps create like the perfect lighting for. Uh, oh yeah, to set it's the like ambience. candle light. Yeah, yeah, it's like candle light. Like it's not too bright. Uh, it's not too dim. You can still kind of see some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you gotta see some stuff. You gotta see some stuff, right? But, and both both sides, you know. Like I'm sure the, the lady wants to. Yeah. See a gentleman or or two ladies want to see two. I don't know whatever two gentlemen want to see. Anyways, my. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at is uh, buy a sea salt lamp if you want to have good sex. (laughs) If you want to have visually, if you want to enjoy your partner, sea salt lamp. Um, I did poop my pants leaving Starbucks one night. (laughs) Right into poop pants. (laughs) I did well because we were walking out and it had been you know just a normal weekend night and you know I remember walking out and. I was like, all right, guys, bye. I remember waving. You know, that's Everyone would walk away on those little side streets where they'd park. And I farted, and I pooped in that moment. And I kind of was like, yep, all right. Uh, and I just didn't say anything and just went home. Did you? Are you still waving? Well, this is... This I is, think I was. I think I was like, bye. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, sh-, you know when it, it came out. Is it more waves, or did the wave stop? I think I had to just stop the waves and be like, what am I going to do right now? It's like, I'm waving, waving, waving. Wave stops. Or wave I'm stops. waving, waving, waving. 
and them still waving, still waving, still waving, thinking about it. All I remember being like, should I take my underpants off? And then I just was like, no, just drive home, dude. Like everything's fine. But I have another poop story. This is when I was a was little. Was everything fine? Did you just drive home? Was it a little bit? I had a little poop in my underwear. I just yeah. threw the underwear away, and then you have to throw them away. You, you don't gotta. salvage them. You got to. No, I think uh, here's my other piece of advice. Get rid of your underwear and get new ones as much as you can. Yes. I had a pair of underwear that I put on the other day, and I was like, I hate these. And then I was like, why am I still wearing them? Yeah. I can get another pair of underwear. Yeah. Um, They're not that expensive. No. And if you're sad and if you're depressed or anxious, like, buy some new socks, buy some new underwear. It makes your life 8% better. It will make your life better. And also, may I may I add to this with Please. throw away any... I do two wash cycles. And if I have one mismatched sock, immediately throw it away. Immediately throw it away. So I, you get one more try to, to pop back up because uh-huh. maybe you fell into the whites or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, you get one more try. And then if the, the sock doesn't surface, throw the mismatched sock away. Yeah. I mean, you just don't need that stress in your life. You don't need that stress. You um, need, and you don't want a, the burden of hanging on to a bunch of random socks. All my socks are matched. They, I, I took my shoes off the other day after work and I had two mismatched socks on and I was like, oh, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need this. You're not having fun. No. Yeah, yeah but, you're not having fun with two mix, mismatched socks. But my other poop story is I was a little kid. I was probably th- maybe like three or four. Mm-hmm. Old enough to not poop your pants. But sure. I remember then and still now I have a thing where I don't like change even though I've talked about changing yourself here. But I, I, I hate going to bed. And then I hate waking up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like any new thing, I'm, I fight it for a minute. And I remember having to poop. And I had to poop bad, but I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to poop. I don't want to get out. I don't want to change wanna... my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was walking up the stairs from my basement into my first floor. And it just happened. And I pooped like a real dry brick of a poop into my pants. Yeah. And I remember kind of like being on the steps to the basement. And I just kind of like was able to wiggle it out of the pant leg. <laughs> And it shot down my pant leg, landed on the steps in the basement. Then I walked up the stairs into the kitchen, and I kind of ignored it. And then uh, I saw my mom, and I was like, I'm going to get out ahead of this. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, I found a poops on the step. Someone pooped. Yeah. And she just goes, Michael, why did you do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> she saw through it immediately. Um, do, you, do you have siblings? That, I like, have two you siblings. Can, but yeah. my one sibling at that point was a full-on baby in a diaper. And the other one was probably five or six, so she passed, way, passed it, way and she past. and she was the overachieving first sibling yeah. anyway, so yeah. she wouldn't be caught dead pooping Absolutely on not. steps. <laughs> she, <sighs> your mom saw right through it. She was like, "Why? Yeah. Why did you do that?" So I guess you know, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie if to you yourself. gotta poop, poop, and if you do poop your pants, just tell people that it was you because no one's gonna believe. I found a poop. Yeah, I found one on the steps in the somebody cat. I don't know. Maybe a cat left this human-sized poop. Yeah. <laughs> big cat. It was big. It was a jungle cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mercy. That's great, man. Yeah. Uh, I feel good. You feel you I feel right? great. I feel good, too, man. Um, that was excellent. You, you killed it, dude. Perfect. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, play us out shitty ukulele. Uh... Music? I was like, that's how you do the outro music? I was like, that's, I, I don't know. It's, 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 so it's playing on your laptop and then you're recording it? <laughs> yeah, I forgot.
record the noise. <laughs> but they can hear us talking in the background yeah. too. Well. And then you stop it.